Yeah, exactly. Um, so did you see they had to close down the parade in Buenos Aires? I saw uh, I saw that people were like trying to jump into the open They did uh, they jumped into the into the crew into the open right. air van they were in. They had to evacuate the van and they ended up doing the parade in a flyover in a fucking helicopter. Wow. I didn't talk I, about being close to the people. I mean, there were, there was over a million people there. A million. That's what they said. A million. That's a lot of people. I mean, but, but look, uh, soccer in uh, in Argentina is it's at a level that I like. I don't think the U.S. has a sport that's at that level. Well, uh, no, no, not. So I mean I don't Buenos Aires must be really big, you know, multi million yeah, huge. So anyway, uh how do you do, Mr. Dennis? Uh, how has your week been? Week has been uh a little painful. Had uh we talked about my fishing trip ad nauseum. And as it turns out, um I don't know if I told you this, but I blamed it on standing in water which was rushing left <laughs> all day long knee deep and my left knee hurt uh-huh and uh i thought well you know it's a lot of wear and tear on my old knee and uh my right knee hurt a little bit but not much so i went in the hot tub and heated up both my knees and thought of you know and put uh put a little bit of ice uh, ice on them i think maybe not by that time because it didn't really hurt. And then I said, well, I probably it's tight, so I need to exercise. Mm -hmm. And so I took a short walk, came back from the walk, and suddenly my right knee started swelling up behind the knee and felt terrible. And I Lordy. said, oh, my God, what what's happened here? And uh, uh, it got to the point where I put it, I, I, I did I, ICE, which is the, acronym for what you do ice, I, I, i've seen I, i've seen rice rice is the acronym rest. involving like rest yeah yeah the, the other is uh ice and compression and elevation or something yeah ice compression elevation rice would be yes rest but i did all of that for three days and as it turns out the swelling went down and i actually took a bit of a I did some shopping yesterday so I took a bit of a stroll <laughs> and then I'm still shopping for what I want my kids to give me for my birthday because they they want your your birthday that passed a couple weeks ago yeah yeah they want to yeah. know what to give me and I tell them and then I gotta buy it <clears throat> and then they give me the money and then they wrap it and then they give it to me and at this point it's like what the fuck is the sense I ought to tell them you know what? I'm not going to tell you anymore what to get me. You give me something to surprise me. Exactly. There you go. Next yeah. year for Christmas, we're going to do for the first time ever. If my, if the vote that happened this year sticks and we're going to give, we're going to draw names, but we're going to make something for the other person. It nice. has to be something of our own creation. 
it could be a I know I'm going to build something I'm building um, you know I think I share this with you I showed you pictures I'm sure of building the uh, flower boxes on stilts uh, with the metal the wire bottom and the coconut grass I Remember do not I recall coconut grass and a big long spool for like 35 bucks that might have been the tool of the day coconut grass seems like a, a thing you try on vacation <laughs> right well <laughs> that made me laugh as much as the opening <laughs> so uh, yeah I've I've got a bunch of um, old man my body is falling apart stories too uh, yeah. for this how week. old are you 44 uh, I think 44 yes yes uh, the other day somebody asked me and I was like uh, it took me it took I me 44? like 30 if seconds I 45 like, I'd remember that I remember being 42 and that was kind of cool but Here's a little here's a little story speaking of age. So I go to the I have my biannual well wellness visit with my doctor. I've had a complete blood work done and got lots of questions and issues. They I get it there, I wait a little while, they bring me in the room and the nurse, Michelle, uh has got a real sky squeaky voice like this. Hi, hello Dennis, how are you? And if you close your eyes, you think that it might be Minnie Mouse. And when she's on the phone, and my hearing is not good, and she had a mask on, and she did this thing, and she, and she said, now I'm going to, uh, before we get started, I'm going to give you three words. I want you to remember the words, and then I'm going to uh, give you this circle that I've drawn on a piece of paper, and I want you to fill it in like it's the face of a clock. Yes. Said, oh, Okay. This is your typical, uh, you know, yeah. uh, woman TV camera uh, yeah. psych test. She gave me the three words. I drew the clock. And um, then she said, what are the three words? I couldn't, I couldn't remember the third word. <laughs> and I barely remembered the first two. And I looked at it and I said, you know, I didn't try to remember it. I was focused on the clock. And it was sort of like... That's the point. That's what we were doing, dummy. Yeah. You know, and um, I had already filled in the time on the clock, which I thought was a finishing touch. And then she said, now, draw on the face of the clock that it's quarter to three in the afternoon. And I... A afternoon being important. Well, because it'd be different. It would go all the way around again. Okay. It's not the way clocks work. I'd have to draw it all the way around again. I'd have to like draw it all the way around. Okay. And did you manage that? I, I did it, but then difficult it was, task. Then, then I wanted to erase the other one, and it didn't seem like it was allowed. And if that gets turned in, they're going to say, "Well, he got he forgot something." Plus, he couldn't write quarter to three. He first wrote three o'clock. I was only fifteen minutes off <laughs> when I guessed. <laughs> Oh, anyway. Look, so the, I, I don't know. You seem relatively cogent. Cogent, yeah. Well, I appreciate that. 
So uh, big doings this week in the political world. We are we yes. are wondering if it's the beginning of the end of, of our favorite orange president. Yes. The uh, the much uh, six years of waiting for his taxes and anyone who is hearing the news and doesn't say, are you kidding me? I'm shocked. You mean right. there's stuff in there that isn't true? Oh, you mean he, he paid zero taxes? Oh. So here's a twist on this. I don't know if you follow this, but as it turns out, I didn't know this. And I'm going to I'm going to back up before I learn this fact of the of the laws of our land. You back up you and that, you go and you go running, running, get a running start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So walking backwards a little bit, there's a, a fellow who was big in the FBI for years and CIA, perhaps or whatever. But his name is a uh, Rosenberg or Rothenberg, one of the two. And he's very um on point. He's very smart. He's very experienced. I love his, his when he talks. I love his answers. I think he's just so smart. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, you know, I want people, everybody to be treated fairly, even people I don't like, even people I don't like a lot. I want them treated fairly. And if, if a president doesn't voluntarily give up his taxes, then that's up to him. And taxes are private. And uh, I can't make you show your taxes. And if he doesn't want to do it, it's up to him. And I thought, well, that's an interesting point. Come to find out that there's a law that this guy doesn't fucking know about, which is <laughs> given that he's opining. So, uh, you know, uh, authoritatively, intelligently, authoritatively, exactly. Um, that says that the if the president doesn't give up his taxes, which none of them have done since none of them have not done right. since Nixon, when it started in 1970, that the IRS is required to do a fucking audit. And the IRS never did it. Hmm. And now they're claiming they didn't have the manpower for such a complicated case. And they wrote in the file, listen to this. This is Donald Trump in 2016. He was president. He'd been president. Yep. And they wrote in the file that given that this uh, documentation is on file at this credible uh, organization that Trump paid you know, money to, to, to organize his taxes, we assume that their documentation is complete. Now, I will guarantee you that if I didn't attach my shit, that I'd hear from them. Yep. Talk about a bonehead move. And they're also reporting that it doesn't appear that press, that uh, Trump put any pressure on them not to do it. But he kept saying, I'm under audit, I'm under audit, which was a total lie. He was never under audit. And he went, they didn't, the IRS didn't, didn't put check. him under audit right. until the chairman of the Ways and Means Committee wrote the IRS and said, we want Donald Trump's taxes. And they looked at the files and they went, Oh shit. We didn't we didn't follow the law for four years straight. Boy, it's like it's hard to find good competent people. Well, tell and you're gonna you're gonna convince me that Trump didn't have anything to do with that? I fucking doubt it. 
Uh, I'm of the opinion of never attribute to conspiracy yeah. what can be attributed to incompetence. Well, true. Uh, true. Like, I suspect a lot of that was just government employees just doing the least possible work. Yes. Uh, which is so known to happen. But the and, and what's interesting is that that's one of several things that happened to, to the Donald this week. The other one would seem to me to be more important, but all the reports and analysis would suggest that what I just told you is the most important because it's going to prove that Trump is not a billionaire and hasn't been ever. Right. And it's going to eventually uncover that he was given gifts from the freaking oligarchs in Russia, sure. as right. we've talked about numerously. The other thing that happened that he doesn't care that much about compared to this is that the January 6th committee to study the attack on the Capitol on January 6th mm-hmm. recommended four indictments to for Trump, which has no power or authority whatsoever. But they did their due diligence and they followed the law and they said, you know what, we've got to wrap this up. This guy should never hold office again. We think there's evidence here to convict him of four felonies. Yep. That, he thought, or he thinks, is not as bad as what's happened with the taxes. Go figure. I don't know. I'm so tired of all of these how we finally got him like oh yeah uh, well uh like we this is this is the crime that that is going to put him away forever like this that's undisputable evidence like for sure he's got to be convicted and none of it ever does anything and well, and, and that's but like it, it should be done. I I am in favor of the people doing this work, but I cannot get emotion like excited about. Oh, right. we finally got him because the we last never do. time the and we last won't. time we felt this way, not the way you feel, but but the yeah the, the earlier feeling of wow. Now it was when Mueller was writing his report, it was obvious to everyone that he's got a brain in their head that he was using Ukraine in a political sense. And and the House, according to many, and I wouldn't necessarily be of this opinion, completely fucked up the um, impeachment and the Senate uh, was able to just blow by it because he wasn't president anymore. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. So that, that, that in the report that he wrote, whoever would have believed that it, it was released in a terrible way and it wasn't, it wasn't quoted correctly. He let somebody else do the summary from the attorney general. And I was like, oh my God, waiting and waiting and waiting. And this feels a little bit like that, except that the, you can tell because the canaries in the fucking mine are dropping over like freaking f- flies in a windstorm. They're getting blown away. The Republicans, one at a time, drip, 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 are no longer behind them as much and not as many. 
doesn't diminish the 30% rabid MAGA fans, but the Republicans are coming out and the polls are reflecting that DeSantis in some polls are 20 points ahead of Trump. And young millennial voters who are who won this past midterm, right? That was the of course, don't take for granted African Americans and women, blah, blah, blah. But the extraordinary turnout of the millennials was what or young people wouldn't necessarily sure. say more was younger than that even, was what cha- what would change the outcome. Those people who are Republicans are saying that it's time to move on and quote, all he does is talk about 2020. Who cares anymore? You know, and and well, well, well put. And so, if if we're inside that spooky, spooky place that's that's Trump's head, we're we're not so concerned about the indictments and all that because he's always beat them. What is going to drive him to the suicide that I predicted would end this? Although I picked. Both the method the, and the and the the method and the place. I also picked the time, but we'll 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 any suicide will count as me being at least somewhat correct. Can you remind me of of the? Uh, I the predicted method? that before he left the White House, he'd kill himself. But I did predict he wouldn't leave the White House. Well, well in advance, it was me and Bill Maurer, the only two people that that that. Yeah. That were. He's too. He's too narcissistic to commit suicide. Exactly. He he thinks he thinks death will not ever uh, arrive to him, because well, and he's he, not a young guy. He's uh... yeah, but 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 he he thinks dying is what happens to those people over there. Losers. Yeah, and so. Uh, I, I think, like I think, for suicide you need some level of depression, yeah. and I think he doesn't. He is super sad, but he's sad in a narcissistic way that is like I'm frustrated that everyone doesn't love me as much as I deserve to be loved, or whatever. Well, whatever he's going through now is is is. You can't tell from the outside whether the man is depressed, sad, or just being quiet. But quiet right. doesn't seem to be part of his part of his makeup. If you want to Google something funnier than hell, back when um, Trump lost, I believe he lost the election with Biden and Ari Melber, who's just a god great news journalist reporter, he reported to the listeners about how Trump was now a loser. I have and, this in my search history from last time. You and it had, it had just come out that it had been reported that and everyone knew that the worst thing for Trump, he called everybody a loser. Right. He called McCain a loser, people, you know. And he knew that it was the worst thing. He must have called Trump a loser. I, I would guess a count. Of seventeen times in like two minutes, but that's why that's why in 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 Trump's mind he wasn't a loser. Like he can't let that be the truth, right? 
But well, it, if it really was in his mind that he didn't lose, you know, he's not guilty. I don't know. Can we talk about something else? Sure. I'm tired of talk about whatever this you want. orange motherfucker. Um, so I, uh, a couple of weeks ago, my right little toe started hurting. And your right little toe? That's easy. Cut it off. It looked like it wanted to abandon ship. Uh, and, uh, and it got to the point where I was sort of like limping, like it hurt to put weight on that foot. Uh-huh. So, so I made it was an, the joint behind the toe, not the toe. I made an appointment with the doctor and, uh, because it didn't feel urgent, like I just went through the regular appointment process where, uh, here generally they give you an appointment like a week from now. Yeah. And turns out the vast majority of like small ailments that we, that we get as humans, uh, a week later, you don't have them anymore and you don't, it's like, you just don't go or you cancel. Uh, but my toe still hurt. And so I went and I was diagnosed with, I guess it's what athlete's foot is like, I've had some sort of a fungal growth. Huh, on the bottom of your foot and in the crack of your toe? In the crack of my toe. And also there's like, there's like a, th- like the skin is broken there. And there was like, uh-huh. an, there was also like a bacterial infection. Uh-huh. Uh, and the, the doctor was like, oh, wow, uh, you should have come Gross. earlier. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Do you, he said, how often do you wash your feet? And you said, well, when I take a shower. And he said, how often do you take a shower? And he said, I don't know, once a week. And he said, are you French? I said, no. Look, the 15th of the month is shower day. <laughs> and That's when uh, your wife takes you in and, and with a leash on you because you hate right. the water so much. Exactly. Uh, so well, the, so the I, athlete's I, foot is caused by uh, less than stellar care of the foot. Right. I think I had I had been neglecting my, my foot. Uh was sweating and not 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 uh and so i had such a severe problem with my feet yes that um i too had been uh had medical attention and um now my routine is uh washing my feet every day and applying uh once a day a lotion that's that claims to be particular for diabetics, mm-hmm. but it is created by what by for a man whose nickname used to be Stinky Foot, or as I'm, some would say, Sock Rot. Yes. And there's a my friend will tell you a, a story if you ever ask him about a trip we took to Florida where I had been working in a restaurant for 14 hours straight. And all that wet and that grime and that grease and cooking and all this other stuff jumped in the car and we drove for twelve hours. I slept the whole time, but my I had on my work sneakers, and a restaurant floor stinks terrible, right? You know, in the in the kitchen, and uh, and the trip we took to Florida where he had to smell those. No, the trip home. He had right. to smell those feet. And I slept for 14 hours. I woke up once and he was lost in a snowstorm in western New York. 
and I fell right back asleep again in a little yeah. Volkswagen of my red Volkswagen. So uh, I was given a fungicidal cream and uh-huh. uh, told to clean and apply it uh, twice a day, and I have been, and it's getting better. Yeah. Uh, so. Well, uh, the thing that happened to me, which is real weird, you know what this happened, is that my sweat glands in the in the front base of my foot have deteriorated and are now there's a rough patch of skin there because they're shot. They were like cratered out. And uh, uh, it was that more than anything that caused my uh, I had a doctor say, oh, man, this is you're you're beyond the pale here. He said, the only thing I could do is cut it out. I said, well, you should do that. Cut it out, Doc. Yeah. Hey, man, cut it out. Oh, no, I didn't mean it. Um, I don't know. But isn't it interesting, really, that us talking about our feet, we're enjoying it a lot more than talking about Donald Trump. Yes, much more. So... Oh, that, that was your, that was your, isn't interesting. So, uh, so anyway, that, uh, that looks to be on the mend, but, uh, it needs to be monitored, uh, which is, uh, it kind of sucks because like, uh, my general way of getting exercise is like going for walks and going to the municipal pool and, Oh. Both of those are sort of like out. Um, and you wear yeah. sandals at the pool? I Yeah, I do. But still, uh, yeah. I don't, knowing that I'm contagious, uh, I don't really want to go there. No, um, right. Well, you can always go to the gym and ride a bike. Yeah, but you then bike, you got to shower. Oh. I don't know. Uh, and my other my other problem is uh, my and I had this like a year and a half ago. So you know, within our our podcast timeline, um, I'm getting some like RSI pains in my in my right arm from just working from like uh-huh. scrolling the mouse and uh, and just that. And last time. I ended up taking like a week off of work. Yeah, and, I remember. And that 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 helped. And also also getting this standing desk helped a lot because I can like adjust the angle at which uh, I am using the computer. Move but, it up, um, right? <clears throat> but and you're uh, on your computer using your mouse. How many hours a day? Ten. Yeah. So, and it, um, and it kind of like, I can't take a week off of work because this is like my last week of my job. Right. Uh, so, 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 so I've been like, I took a couple of days off at the end of last week and this week I'm just sort of powering through and probably hurting myself more, but just to finish my final project so that I feel and then you okay. get a break and then i'm going to be off for uh at least two weeks uh, yeah, have more. you seen the the holistic ointments and creams that will penetrate and soothe there's quite a few that work quite well 
So what do you mean by holistic? Uh, I should say natural, natural path, not holistic. If they were holistic, you'd rub them in your head too. <laughs> okay. And what does naturopath mean? Made out of natural ingredients, comma four and as opposed to chemicals. What? Okay. You know what the plants are making chemicals, right? Yeah, sure. I, I, you can get stuck on my language if you want, or you can think about how helpful it is that I'm giving you <laughs> some way to help yourself. Thank you. Just thank take you. the fucking ointment. I don't thank care you what for the trying. you made out of. Thank there, you. There's Chinese. There, well, some of them are Chinese, so what, you just call, I just call them Asian remedies. Yes, there you go. I'll, Chinese red dragon uh, sore muscle rub. Right. I'll, you know, I wipe wipe some some tea on my <laughs> on my body. Right. Yes, I know. Uh, they put some tea bags on your eyes. There you go. Yeah, because the eyes absorb the world around it. That's so true, man. Yeah. So, uh, I th- what? So I when I was was at the doctor with my foot, I I was also like, hey, also my arm. And uh, and she poked and prodded my arm and was like tendonitis, and I was like, "Yeah." Is it right below the elbow on the front, right here? Uh, no, it's the mid forearm between the elbow and the wrist. Top. Top. Yeah. It's from it. It's from lifting yeah. the fingers. Uh, yeah. So, uh, it, like. I know from the past, like, so the, there are like physiotherapy solutions where someone can come and like massage my, my stuff. But, uh, I, I understand from the past that just rest and like, I'm looking forward to ignoring the computer for, uh, for a couple weeks coming up. So. And you have interviews scheduled? So many interviews and they, they multiply. Like I said last time, like, um, and it's like the companies, they want, uh, it's like, it's almost like it's fun for them to have as many people in the, it's, it's a 25 person company, for example. And they want me to meet with five people in the company at once. No, not at once. Oh, individually. That's, that's stupid. Into fucking individually, that's and stupid. and and so the application. That's pay me to do that. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, you want me and, to spend five hours? Pay me. And and they right exactly. And they. Uh, and then you know they all they all say let's leave some time for at the end for you to ask me anything that you want about the company and and at this point I'm like I've asked all my questions <laughs> like to I know everything about you guys uh you now, had I had had I had my money interview or? when we spoke last No you were jealous of me with all of my interviews Oh so I had mine I had mine it was uh, it was it was good you know it was enjoyable I mean, at one point, you know, this was the this was the quotable quote uh, that told me that I did as 
as well as I thought I did. I mean, you've really, you really have to kind of be introspective about that. Um, and she said, well, she said, I've got some questions I have to ask you. Uh, and we've talked so much. She said, I wish I had scheduled this for three hours instead of 45 minutes. I've got so much to learn from you. Wow. There it is. And I'm like, but she was a very nice person. And I, uh, I had read, uh, some of her work quotes in a newspaper and a report that she wrote when she was a local manager. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I worked in her work as examples of what we were talking about. Nice. She asked me a question. I said, well, blah, 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 blah. Well, and you know, when you did your sequential intercept model in your jail, that's what you had to do there. And she, she, she looked at, she was startled. Right. And she said, uh, oh, you, you know about that? I said, yeah. She said, well, how do you know about that? I said, well, I looked it up in preparation for talking to you. Being totally transparent. Sure. I mean, what else would she think? That I just, what? Just saying, it'd be nice if you could prepare for one of these calls, but whatever. Um, yeah, I, and I've I've run into, uh, like, I'm such a, I'm such a fickle puppy that, like, the, the, the job I want to take is the, the last one that I interviewed with. Because like there, the, and I actually enjoy interviewing, which is kind of one of the, one of the problems. Like, it's exhausting, but it's kind of fun too. Uh, and the the different different technical questions that they propose yeah. are are really interesting. Like, there was this one guy that said, "Look, I I know who you are. I've looked you up. Uh, from me, you're a you're a yes for sure, but." Uh, but I've had I've had interviews where w- one company said you're a yes for sure uh, without anything, and the other one that like challenged me a little bit, mm-hmm. and I wanted to work for the one that challenged me a little bit because oh. because the the yes for sure felt like too easy, uh, and and I was like, huh, that's kind of an interesting take, yeah. and so we, we we talked for a while about not about anything in particular to the company or their problems or anything, but just like nerding out about uh, tech. Have you ever taken an in-basket test? Where I had to take an in-basket test to become a a government uh, executive. To see if you're a basket case? (laughs) They might have, the way I answered it. But they, um, and then they act like, you know, this is your in-basket. You walk into work and you sit down, and there's three things in your in-basket that need, that need attention. And you got to decide which one you do first, and, and then you got to lay out in writing what, what you did. And if you're saying, for example, I would respond in writing with a memorandum, then you have to provide the memo. Mm-hmm. It's all afternoon. Sure. You know, and... Um, they gave me this in basket test to, to get this job. And one of the questions was you get this uh, memo, this formal memo from a senator claiming uh, some f- 
thing you were doing, which is negative, and uh, you need to respond to it and uh, and make a plan for for what happens next. That's pretty clever. Like I I, I imagine you're going to find a lot of you're going to be able to rule out a lot of people from that sort of test. Well, and my response, which I I had no idea, I just responded honestly, which I wrote the senator a letter, a memo, and said that, you know, thank you for pointing out some potential areas that we need improvement. And I look forward to uh, any testimony or further information we can provide and blah, blah, blah. And I send that out. And then I've got an internal meeting that I have. And I say, you know, pretty much without using these words that the message is this batshit crazy motherfucker senators after us again. And we've got to get prepared for this hearing. And you pull all this stuff together. Not this word. Another uh, uh, a memo, a formal memo to somebody else. And then a phone call to a colleague who knows the senator who can act on my behalf. And I kind of elaborated on this. And it wouldn't be unusual for me to be working with a senator and know that I've got three or four people that are in good with the senator, you know. And so I did all that, but it was it was bit Byzantine, you know, and uh, quite complicated. Um, and a lot like I, like it's supposed to be like work, but also it's like how many hoops do I have to jump through? When realistically, what I was suggesting do would end up being very effective as opposed to other people that weren't as experienced as I was, who I don't know what they would say or do, you know? Um, but at any rate, this was a job and you might've heard the story before. You probably don't remember cause you don't remember anything we ever talk about in prior episodes, but that. Wait, who I are you again? I didn't get the job. Hmm? And I was told it's because of my in-basket test that I failed it. And the woman who worked in the governor's office, who was my champion, was in a grocery store and heard a woman talking to another woman in another aisle in the grocery store and saying that out loud for my friend, my colleague to hear, I really nailed a cracker last week. This is a black woman talking. I really nailed this cracker last week. And talked about this in basket test, and talked about this, and that she did it at the request of a of a rep, of the representative, the key, the head of of the committee for appropriations. They just did it to, to fuck with you. Make sure I didn't get the job because she wanted her protege to get the job. So they it, it, it went into a, a potential lawsuit. The governor's lawyer ended up calling the representative. And uh, and they ended up, you know, claiming it in a legal manner. And so the outcome within fairly quickly was that I had to take the test again. And it was the same test. And one of the things that I did poorly on was the uh, legal uh, uh, EEO economic and um, equal opportunity, employment rules and regulations and laws 
which I thought I had prepared well, but I didn't prepare in the way that I needed to. I didn't prepare in an analytical way. I prepared more in a memory type way, if I recall, but I didn't do well with it. Well, <laughs> I took the Point. test again. I crammed on it for like, and then I aced it all and I got the job. But the, the, but the speed and I uh, sparked on that because you said you enjoyed it. I really enjoyed digging into that um, in basket. <clears throat> yeah, like uh, I all of my tech interviews I have found enjoyable because and some of them are way more interesting than others uh, and some of them are way more realistic than others, which is yeah. an interesting thing. Uh, I like the ones where uh, they've come up with a thing where they say, okay, here are two problems that we in our business had to face and we've, we've come up with a solution. What would you do? Huh. And I like that. I like that format because they, they already have their answer, but also, if you give a smarter answer, they'd be happy to take it from you. Right. Um, but right. Uh, so that was fun. And uh, another one that I thought was just like it, we were, we had an hour allocated and I was, and like we, we started and they were like, okay, see if you can do this, these three things. And it was just so easy to, uh, and and like I got to the end after like eight or ten minutes, and 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 the guy was like, "Okay, well, that's the end of the of the test." And I was like, "Really? That's all? That's all I had to do?" <laughs> and but like I've got a friend at that at that company that um, that used to interview people at that company and uh-huh. who, who's who's actually leaving that company. Uh, and I, and I told him, I said, the test, like this, the, the, the technical test was super easy. And he was like, you would not believe how many people fail that, yeah. that test. Like that yeah. screens out so many people. Yeah. And, and, and I was, and I was just like, really? Like that's really? Cause like, they, they, that's like what my job is. That's like right. the easiest part of my job. Well, they're overreaching. Um, I mean, these are people that are putting in scores of applications and never getting hired. We used to do a, a thing that was weeding people out like crazy. And we'd say, so here's the story. You need to listen to this because in a minute, I'm going to send you over to this workstation over here. And you're going to, you're going to draft a memo to me about what I'm telling you. Um, because I don't know this yet. But so here it is. Interesting. Bottled by, here's something that happened. So you need to write that to me and be careful punctuation and grammar Mm -hmm. and um 95 percent of the people that i interviewed could not could not do it well enough that i could say that they had minimum writing skill man they were otherwise very skilled some of them experienced and vocal um but you know, I've learned over the years, if you can't write, if you staff can't write, you're going to do the writing for them. Right. Because your yeah. editing is going to be like, it'll drive you crazy. It'll be mostly red. <laughs> 
Yeah, the uh, so I've I already have one offer that uh, probably isn't going to be the one that I choose, and I am nearing the end of what I call the digestive tract of uh, of the recruitment process. Uh, Which uh, track? Digestive, like I think there's an offer about to be. Oh, uh, yeah. about to be shut out uh and but like we're bumping up against the holidays and people in you know different vp of engineering is on vacation and it's so it's gonna be at least until the end of january i think before i know where i'm going to be working yeah. but um i have it's such a wide variety. Like I have, uh, between a team of five people and a publicly traded company. <laughs> and it's just so the, the range. Where do you and, lean uh, on that scale? So my current favorite, uh, Cat, uh, my my current ideal is actually the publicly traded company, but because um, there's because I would be a member of a very small team uh-huh. right. in there that is that has been given autonomy to do what they think is best, um, and that's that would be uh that would be fantastic yeah and like i don't need if it's if it's good salary for doing interesting work that is like a solid salary like this company is profitable and and not going anywhere so yeah yeah Uh, that's 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 very like i don't like sure there will there will be some there will be some 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 stock involved probably but it's uh i've done a lot of like stock options at a startup where it's like uh let's sure. see um you know may may if things go well this will be worth a lot of money right. um <laughs> speaking speaking of which and and turning down a job did you hear the job that matt damon turned down no do tell the uh, star of the lead, the leading star, a uh, man, a male actor of Avatar, for a ten percent percentage of the take. No, wow! First, first movie. He would have brought home two hundred and seventy-four million dollars. Yeah, two point seven billion. Look, there are always these these stories. Like, there's uh, there's the the guy that painted a mural at Facebook headquarters, like when Facebook was a year old, and took some of his his compensation in stock, and you know walked away with yeah, you know, yeah. hundreds of millions yeah. because he's just a fucking painter. Hopefully, he sold it last year. <laughs> Right, but uh, like there are these, there are these, these, these stories that. Um, yeah, so I've been meaning, meaning to ask you, what is your take on this 
craziness of Elon Musk and this Twitter stuff that he's done. He spent, am I right about this? He spent four, four $4.4 billion for, not $44 billion, $4.4 billion for Twitter? No, which I, I, I think it's I think it's I think it's more I think I think you were closer with the other um... forty four billion, and knowing that it was on the brink of bankruptcy, headed toward bankruptcy, and apparently knowing that going into it and having the hubris to think that he was going to turn it around. Forty four billion. So what he. Uh... It's never broken a profit since it was founded. No, no, no. It's been, it's been, and it's one of the worst run tech. It's, um, if you, if you had a ratio of how important a company is over how well it's been run, Twitter is by far the highest value of that. Like it's been run so poorly and yet it is so important in the global uh-huh. world. Uh, it's really ridiculous that such a thing has happened. Uh, that and is so critically important and it's so terribly run. It, right. It's, it's, uh, like it's, but it's so important because all the journalists are there. Everyone that you see on TV when they put their name on underneath who's talking now, they also put their Twitter, you know, they, they say at, at whoever. And uh, <laughs> that cat, I tell you what, what the fuck is it doing? It's, it's, it's an editor's nightmare. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm leaving all that in. So uh, all the journalists are there and they're, and by that being true, it means that uh, whatever happens on Twitter gets reported as 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 news. So even though a tiny, tiny, tiny percentage of the actual uh, human race is on Twitter, yes, uh, it's much smaller than, than it, the other tw- op- options. Twitter has the microphone of the of the media in this in this way that whatever happens there gets gets told to everyone who is like Twitter what's Twitter I've never been on Twitter so it's it's a really special thing that uh, I've heard I've heard a lot of good uh, analyses about how like if Twitter went away nothing like it would come back like it it's a special unicorn in in yeah. the in the evolution of media that this thing exists at all. Well, he wrote, you know, he 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 uh, put a poll out, said he'd yeah. abide by it. He had fifty-seven percent of the people responded, some odd ten million people, that he should step down because he asked, and he wrote back and he said, as soon as I can find somebody stupid enough to take yep. this job, I'm going to give it up. So he didn't want that job, much like our our orange friend. Uh, he just wanted the the power to show the power play of I could Being totally to I could totally buy that or get elected at that if I wanted to, and then when it happened and like Elon tried to pull out of of buying of buying Twitter and then yes. 
the S, uh, the FCC. FCC said no. You passed the point of no return. It's, not, it's not FCC. It's SEC, uh, Security SEC. and Exchange. SEC. They, they, they were like, no, you have to. And so he was like, well, fuck, I guess I have to. And he, uh, I heard some great analysis today about how uh, with Tesla and SpaceX, his crazy ideas are like constrained by the laws of physics. Like you, you can't just be like, well, why don't we send a rocket into space with half the fuel? Like you just can't, you, you, you can't do that. And I thought it was someone in my house calling for help. <laughs> help, uh, help. And so, but, but with like a software platform, you can literally, if you can imagine it, you can like tell someone to program it. Yeah. And, and in that way, uh, he's particularly ill-suited for this, yeah. for this role. Well, and, um, I, there were two, there were two, um, two bits of homework that, that now you're, you're ready for because you'll soon be on vacation. And one of them is related to SpaceX in this, in the sense that, the guy who went there first was Branson. And there's a documentary out about Branson that is absolutely amazing. Really? Amazing. And it's worth watching. I find it uh, amazing that you, that you think that my vacation involves like a, a screen somehow. About what? It, my vacation involves like being able to sit down and watch. Because you're you're taking a break from computer for two weeks. Yeah, but I'm going uh, to a foreign land, foreign land, uh, same country. Oh, you're going to Canary Islands. I am with oh, fam with family with family oh, oh, like, oh, in two oh, days. Oh, uh, in two days. <laughs> it's super. I, when you told me about that, I was thinking somehow, I don't know why I thought it was more in the future. Christmas Eve, we're flying out. Oh, geez. Oh, yeah. Well, forget the homework. But anyway, when you get back, I guess, Branson. But let me mention this other one because we're, we're about out of time here. Is um, let the right one in. And it's a vampire series, which oh, no. I know you're not going to be particularly thrilled with. But this one is interesting because the vampire is a girl who's 12 years old and her father, who will not let her have sin on her soul, is killing for her so that she's got fresh blood to drink. <sighs> and, it's, and the acting is great. The screenplay is actually quite good. And it's all about him searching for a cure while his daughter is in tow, going from place to place and trying to find out who did this to her, thinking that there we, he would find the cure. It, it, and now that, I've, now that it's over, I've done 10 episodes. In hindsight, I took a break from it after the third one because I felt like maybe it was getting a little bit too cheesy. Then I went back to it because I ran out of shit, uh -huh. you know, and I, my, I was laid up after I fished. Did I tell you that I had a knee problem? I couldn't. Yes. Yes. I had to, I, yeah, I did tell you that. Right. Um, nice. I'm 
and and it wasn't it wasn't that that Spartan Branson came in for that, but but this one for any rate, I came back into it. Yeah, I went to the end, and now I am hooked. I cannot wait for the next season. It got that much to, to me. I guess it got better. I don't know that it's necessarily about getting better or it's about my attention or what. Sure. But one of the fascinating parts of this series that I want to mention to you is that the actress who's the lead actress in it is the daughter of a very famous actress. Okay. Meryl Streep's daughter. Interesting. Who we've talked about before. Her name is Gummer. She Gummer? took daddy's name. G-U-M-M-E-R. And when oh. you look at her picture, you say, I would I might guess that. But if you don't know it, you don't know it. But when you hear it, you say, Now that you mention it, holy cow. Yep. I have image searched her and for sure. Super, quite, uh, super streepy. And so, uh, creepy streepy. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll save it for if you've ever, if you ever get to the point where you can see it, but I've got some, uh, uh, thoughts, critical uh, remarks about her acting. Um, but I, I like, I'm okay with taking a genre that is like super cliche and then, flipping it to be about like you know a mother a father daughter uh, murder spree because uh because he's trying to help her or whatever like it's i get different, it's a different take it's a yes and in this case it's not there's part of it that's not particularly new because of course interview with a vampire had a uh you know a, a kirsten dunst was was the first uh, amazing child vampire. Right. And nothing will ever chill me to the extent that that chilled me. Okay. That, that was that was wild. And uh, I will never forgive the producers and the director for hiring Tom Cruise to be the, uh, the main vampire. Brad Pitt was well, well, well... Uh, 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 placed, but Cruz not so much. But still, I've seen it s several times. And speaking of Brad Pitt, have you seen The Curious Life of Benjamin Buttons? I did several years ago when it was when it was. I just rewatched it uh, again from beginning to end, and then went back and did clips of it because it kept coming up on my screen. You know, when I was channel surfing, you really should watch it from the end to the beginning, right? Uh, I did in this case. You're right. I watched it all backwards, and it was amazing how he aged. <laughs> that was that was uh, so on the cusp of semi believable special effects at the time. I thought it was. I thought I the one of the one of the uh, perspectives that I took in the last few was exactly that. Like they were so they were so close to having it not look like shit, but they weren't. All the way um, well, it wasn't perfect, but it was quite good. 
it was quite good. And even if you can watch a movie with that much special effects today and still enjoy it, then that's a tribute. But how many of these were more dated than that? You just won't be able to watch it now. Sure. It's just too cheesy. I feel uh, in my mind uh, that movie is categorized a little bit like with Time Traveler's Daughter about a bizarre time phenomenon mixed with romance and how how you can have a relationship that goes in a strange direction. Yes. That makes sense. Well, and the, the, the part of it that, that the, of the special effects that I thought were and one of the reasons that I wanted to see this clip again, and I lucked out because one time I channel surfed to it and went to it and it opened up and it was coming on this scene. It's the last time that Brad Pitt's character, Benjamin, uh, shows up at his wife's door and he's about 16 and it is so spectacularly to me realistic and 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 i say that because it may be less so to you because your eye may be more discerning to me since that's your business um in 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 one sense um but it's he's such a handsome man that as you know, as he became dashing in his, you know, when he got to in his forties, right? He was forty-two, he was 36, 42. He was fucking dashing. Yep. And then he went younger and younger. I. That's worth seeing again. I, I think he's a great fucking actor. Yeah, um, for sure. You know. Yeah, I, I like, like the way I related to Time Traveler's daughter is. It's time like, traveler's wife. Time traveler's wife. Sorry, the daughter uh, is the sequel that we haven't yeah, seen. Sorry, yet. sorry. Uh, Alba right? is her name. Yes. Uh, What's Alma? Alba. Alba. Yes. Good job, man. I don't know why that came out so quickly. Uh, that's a that's a Spanish word meaning dawn. By the way. Ah, no um, shit. Yeah. And uh, but what what I. Like the reason I have it categorized with that other movie is the uh, the misplaced ages with a romantic relationship. Like, like we we love each other, but at some point we were the same age. But now I'm 16 and you're 50 or whatever. Yeah, and that sort of tension. Well, and that that uh, the 16 year old. Benjamin Buttons uh, meets his wife or ex-wife, I guess I would imagine that they actually divorced at some point, um, who's married and has a child of her own. And they uh, have a romantic tryst. I remember that scene. And uh, it actually... Is I didn't. I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure that I liked it that much. I'm not sure that I liked it that much. It was very. Uh, it seemed tragic to me. Oh, that's no, a better way it, to put it. It seemed sad. Tragic. Yes. 
Yes. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't, oh boy, oh great, good way to go, man. Right. <laughs> or, or good for you, girl. Go right. for it, girl. No, it was tragic and sad. Well, what a the fact thing that to... she wasn't monogamous and the fact that he was like 16. <laughs> You're quite adept at managing your sound that you shut it off before you sneezed. Well, what a lovely note to end on the, uh, the tragic. <laughs> there we go. Well, the tragic. Yeah, that uh, was recorded. Let's see. Tragic... So I was thinking the other day, uh, what was it? Um, it was about the ending of your job, and the catchphrase was too much baggage for landing. Yes. The, so my, my metaphor is, uh, so there's two metaphors with startups uh, where you have venture capital money. So you want to start a company and you convince some venture capital people, hey, uh, my company is going to be worth a billion dollars someday. And they're like, okay, fine. We'll give you uh, 5 million for 5% of it or whatever, expecting, you know, to have a huge return. And, uh, and so now you have 5 million and you can hire employees and stuff. And they call like what's your, what you have in the bank plus any revenue that you have, which often is nothing, uh, minus what you're paying for payroll and expenses and stuff, uh, they they call that your your runway. Like, if if things continue this way, uh, we're we're not going to be able to take off after a year or nine months or uh, three years or whatever depending on how much you raise and how much you're spending. And so when you choose to hire someone, you necessarily are uh, like adding to that, to that burn. So you're going to, you're going to shorten your runway by hiring someone, but hopefully you're hiring someone to make it so that your company has a better chance of, you know, taking it off on the the runway. Well, Uh, so that's, it's, it's a great analogy. And, and we talked about the fact that you've got such heavy baggage because your remuneration is high enough that you're, 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 you're pretty heavy, but there's a blues tune in there. And I, there must, I, there must be, it, there is a blues tune. In there. Have you been working so on one? You say I'm too heavy for liftoff and my Weight's just too much. This is blues. You say I'm too heavy for liftoff, and you think I'm such and such. Well, I'll save you the trouble of pushing me out the door. Because I'll crawl to that space, and I will jump from the floor and I'll land on my feet like some damnable cat and I won't ever think about how you did that. Tell me 
I'm too heavy for liftoff, and I don't care a hoot, cause I'll scoot on the floor, and I'll jump without a chute. Well, I'll land on all four feet like some damn mobile cat. And you won't ever get me to come back. Cause I know you regret it when you crash your goddamn plane. Cause the runway ain't so long that you're gonna make it anyway. That's a, that's a, Blues, uh, by way of Dolly Parton. Ah, uh-huh. you've been pardoned. Did you watch the clip of her in the, the uh, Rock no. and Roll Hall of Fame yet? That's no. a bit of homework. You can yes. do that in two minutes. Well, and I'll remember what I want you to listen to is her opening guitar strum. Right. And how it would have been so much better if she would have done that instead of what was a country tune masquerading as a fucking rock and roll song. Well, that's it. Songs, Uh, jokes, stories. Happy New Year, man. I will see you. I'm going, uh, I'm going to the, uh, I'm going to the uh, uh, Muskegon River Inn for New Year's, for New Year's Eve. My wife has requested it a little Little does she know that New Year's Day I'll be fly fishing. It's supposed to be forty degrees. My knee will be better. I'm going to go. What a great way to start a year. That's what I thought. And she said, "She said, well, what am I going to do?" I said, "Well, you just stay in the car and read. You know, keep their engine running. How long? Oh, a couple of hours. Six or seven hours. You'll be fine, honey. (laughs) It won't be that long. Anyway, love you, man. Happy New Year's." Well, because uh, no, we'll see you before New Year's. Because uh, oh, you're on vacation. No, I'm on. I'm I'm off. I won't be back until okay. uh, right. until next year. We'll Get be in touch. Two o two three, bro. Yeah, baby. Okay, that's it for episode number one hundred and seventy. You can find the show notes at happyhour.fm/slash/one-seven-zero with links to all the different articles and tv shows and stuff that we talked about this is the last episode of 2022 so merry christmas happy kwanzaa happy hanukkah and happy new year we'll see you next year